beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. Kickback family, dang, we already in the middle of June. Summer is flying, rain is happening, wind is blowing, hurricanes are spinning, things are just going on in this world, um, day in and day out, and we're here. I don't know about y'all, I usually throw it off to um, my beautiful sisters, the ladies, and tell, to ask them to share their temp check, but I'm going to give y'all mine first. Um, I just want y'all to know that I'm at like an 88. I'm, and I'm, I'm saying 88 because go ahead and throw my age out there, but that was the year I was born. Um, and I just feel like that year is good. I feel like my spirit is good. I feel like life is good on my end. I don't, I'm sorry, listeners, but I don't have a song for you guys this week. But one of the reasons I'm going to tell you that I'm at an 88, and I don't even know what would be a perfect weather, is because I was with some of the best and the brightest this past weekend. And the amount of people um, who came up to me and told me how much they appreciate me, Sharika, and Sabrina's voice in this world was somewhat shocking. And like, I'm gonna go ahead, and as much as I love y'all who came up to me, and y'all know I love y'all because we actually have real relationships, I'm gonna say this. We need y'all to keep the same energy on the socials. I was gonna <laughs> wait to the end to say this, but the other part of me is like, nah, and some of y'all, I'm gonna say probably not because y'all don't even be on social media yourself like that. Y'all just be in and out. Like y'all don't really post that much. Y'all don't comment on too many things. So I, but I appreciate you guys taking time out to come up to me and say, hey, I love what you guys are doing. Hey, I'll be checking y'all out. And since I usually don't do this because I don't want to miss nobody, but I know I'm going to miss somebody because there's a decent amount of people. But one of our finest young adults, shout out my homie, Hope Harris. I don't even know if she want me to put her oh. name out there. Um, shout out to my, home, my homie, matter of fact, let me talk about to say Antonio, Lieutenant Antonio Hodges. That's my friend. Um, because my dog just got commissioned as a pastor in a city not too far where I'm at right now for vacation. Um, shout out to him. There were some people. I'm sorry if I forgot your name, but now you I'm like, I'm not encourage this. Love oh, it. I love it. Not shout out to them. Whoever you were, no shout out to you. And I oh, love no, it. Let me just pass it to y'all because I don't want to miss no. Y'all know how I am. I, I get to a point where I'm. I know I'm a little annoying or aggravating, or as I would say with um, Major Ethan Frizzell. I poke people to be a little more critical, um, critical thinkers. So mm -hmm. I would ask people little things of, hey, what's your favorite part? Oh, I like how you guys are so casual. I like when Sabrina does the motivation mind thing because it gets me to a place where I sit there and I use that time for like when I'm in yoga, I like play that part. And then I'm just sitting there listening to what she says because of the way that she speaks, her cadence. Yes. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, so you really be on this. Or I like the way that y'all just be laughing in the middle of it. It seems like it's so organic. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Um, or the information that you guys share. I'm like, I didn't see that on my Twitter. I didn't see that on news. Like, so I have to go research things. And I'm like, okay, so you actually be listening. But Sharika, Sabrina, how are y'all feeling? I don't know how I feel. It's so funny when people listening to the podcast, like we obviously we know we do the podcast and people listen, but it's sometimes 
catches me off guard when people come up to me like, oh, I love the podcast. Oh, I, I listen. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. Because then I start thinking, what did I say? What do we talk about? Not that we'd be up here saying anything crazy, but it just it's like, um, I don't, I'm not really a compartmentalizer, especially for my life, but something about the podcast is like, I do it. I, it's like the, um, that thing where they say you said it and forget it. I do it. And then I forget it. I move on. And I almost forget that I even do it sometimes. So it's so funny when people say they listen and we appreciate all the listens. We appreciate you sharing the podcast. We appreciate those who comment on our social, those they though they may be few, we we do appreciate that. So that does make me feel good that people do be listening. I know I do be listening. That just don't sound right, but that's how that's the mood I'm in. You don't get this improper English sometimes, and that's just how it is. <laughs> Welcome to the kickback. But um, I'm doing well. Just grateful for another day of life. If he was right, it'd be raining, it'd be blowing the winds and all the things here. We're in Florida, like in Florida, maybe you don't do, this doesn't happen where you live, but we get to what we call the rainy season in Florida where every day it rains, like, and it's usually around the same time of day, which is not a bad thing because before this, we were like almost in like a little drought here and it was dry as a bone. The grass was just, brown and I have a little pond behind my house. You could almost walk to the middle of the pond because it was so dry. So I am grateful for the rainy season. I'm grateful for the summer rain time of um, Florida. And yeah, and I'm grateful to be with you guys on the kickback. So I'm doing well. Give me a good 82 today. So that's my tip. Sabrina, how are you? Have you guys ever seen the show Arthur? Arthur, the um, yes. artwork? Yes. Of course. Yes. That opening yes. theme song. That is me all day. Every day when you're walking down the street and everybody that you meet has an original point of view. That is my jam. I love the part when he says you got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes, open up your ears, get together, make things better by working together. It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. Believe in yourself because that's the place to start. And I say, hey, what a, come on, guys. I thought y'all said y'all knew it. We I, do. I... We was on the mute, girl. Okay. What a... <laughs> we wasn't ready. What a, <laughs> what wonderful, a wonderful time today. Time. Yeah, because in the song, like, he starts, like, just singing by himself, and then everybody joins, and it's just very feel good. And that is how I feel today. I feel like I've just been in sync with the people, and I'm going into my favorite season of my job, the camp season, and just talking to our staff. It's going to be a wonderful kind of day every day. We're working together. We're believing in ourselves, leaning into our abilities. And I'm just really excited about that. I have a new thing this summer, which is great because every summer since fourth grade, like I shared, I've been at camp, um, except obviously the pandemic summer. But don't worry, my job had me out here in these streets. <laughs> I did not care. Uh, so camp just looked different. A large part of what I do in the summer is teach theater. But this year, there's something we're doing called a leadership school. And I'm a huge part of that. 
So I had to surrender something that I absolutely love. Like I've never hired a theater instructor, but I did this year. And a friend was asking me like, well, are you going to be in the class all the time, poking your head in? Are you going to be like micromanaging because theater is like your baby? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm literally going to be teaching my own class. I trust this person to do their job. And that's something I appreciate about my supervisors. They trust us to do our job. So shout out to everybody listening to their heart and listening to the beat and listening to the rhythm of the street. Amen. Amen. I don't know what Tim's that is. Oh, I do know. This is an 86, but not a Florida humid 86. This is a Colorado 86. You guys, Ooh. I just got back from a 10-day vacation. I hit up Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, and South Dakota. When it was 86 in Colorado, like we were outside for hours in the backyard. Like Florida, when you go to the shade, you're still hot. It's just, I don't even know why we go to the shade. But in Colorado, when you go to the shade, it's actually a couple of degrees cooler. You guys, it was amazing. So that's me. I'm a Colorado 86. Sharika, who are we inviting to the kickback today? So funny that you say listen to the heart and all that because this person um, is someone that when I get to this part, you'll understand why. So today I wanted to invite, first of all, I knew her first name, but this second middle name Girl, yes, she got a second middle name. Is everything to me. Her name, Venus Ebony Star Williams. Okay, her parents already knew. You was fitting to be a star. Okay, so we put it in your name. Venus Ebony Star Williams is an American professional tennis player, a former world number one in both singles and doubles. Williams has ranked number one by the Women's Tennis Association for a total of 19 weeks, 11 in singles, eight in doubles. She first reached number one in singles on February 25th, which just happens to be my man's birthday, becoming the first African-American woman to do so in the open era and second African-American woman of all time since Alethea Gibson. She became the world number one in doubles for the first time in June 7th of 2010, alongside her sister, Serena. After the pair won their fourth consecutive Grand Slam double crown, she has won four Olympic gold medals and she supports eight charities and nine causes. I could go on all day with this woman's stats because she's just awesome, phenomenal, and a beast, obviously, in the tennis world. Today, I wanted to invite Venus to uh, the kickback because of what Sabrina kind of talked about. You got to listen to your heart. You got to know yourself. And and this is one woman who's like, you know what? I know myself. I know my worth. And I'm not going to allow people to put me down. So obviously um, in the media, uh, they've been talking about another tennis play- player, Naomi Osaka. We mentioned her on the kickback a few uh, months ago. But, you know, as one of their obligations, I guess, as you're in tennis, when you're, you know, performing, I mean, performing and playing in different um, games, you have to do press and media. And obviously for mental health reasons, Naomi said um, she wanted to skip that part. There's a fine that's required. She decided I'll pay the fine. I'm not going to do the the media because it's not good for my mental health. So I'd rather um, just play the game because that's where I came here for. So when they were giving her pushback on that, she decided to withdraw completely. So uh, they were asking Venus, well, what do you think about this? And well, how do you feel about, 
you know, the press and all this and that. And uh, let me just let y'all know what Ms. Venus had to tell these people about it. She basically told them, uh, let me give y'all a word for word. She said, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll just read part of her response, which was everything to me. She said, for me personally, how I cope, how I deal with it was that I know that every single person asking me questions can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say, what you write down, you're never light a candle to me. That's the energy that I wanted you guys to have today. So this is an invite, but also a lesson. There is no one that can hold a candle to your light. Listen, Everybody is their own unique person. There are people going to come for you. There's people going to talk about you. There's people going to have a whole bunch to say about you. But no one is you. And God created you unique, special, wonderful, just as you are. Yes, we're going to need to grow. Yes, there's things about us that we need to work on. But you are the best you that God has created. And there will be people that are going to have to critique, just like them, so those uh, the media people, they want to ask you about, well, oh, you could have done this better. Well, don't you think this and that? Was you out there on the court? No, you were not because you can't. You ain't on my level. You never will be on my level. Hence the reason you have a microphone on that side and I'm over here after I just played this game. So this is a lesson to us all. Listen to your heart. Know the rhythm of your beat because you are the only unique you. And like Ms. Venus said, no, I am not intimidated because I know none of y'all can do what I can do. And no one can do what you do because you are the only you that there is. So welcome to an invite and an advice. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I love it. I feel like our podcast has the same energy as our church's motto, which is we believe that every person can be the person that God created him or her to be. And yeah. the person that God created you to be is awesome. You lean into that. You're the way you are for a very unique and special reason. And golly, I love being around people who really embrace who they are and they're not trying to make themselves palatable or constantly changing uh, so that they can fit in. Uh, because when you do that, when you live in your full self, you're really giving other people around you live in their full self, which is a pretty bomb thing. It definitely is a bomb thing. And um, I always just appreciate it. I guess you could say both Venus and Serena, I know we're mostly talking about Venus this morning as far as the invite, mm -hmm. is the support that they had for family, but the way that they kind of spread their wings for younger athletes of all different backgrounds and how they just kind of coach them through life because you also have people who just naturally it's like if I put you up on game one or two things are going to happen right either put you up on game and we're going to have a better relationship and things will go well and you might get better and then becoming better than me and most times in sports you don't want that but for them they were like no I'm going to put you up on game because that's going to force you to be better which in turn will force me to be a better person and a better athlete so uh, similar to what Sabrina just said if you just lean into what you're supposed to be doing or what you're called to do it'll just naturally make society better and that doesn't mean it's going to be in the snap of a finger that everything will work out but I think you'll definitely see what God has in store for you and when people challenge you you'll know why they're challenging you because they're trying to get the best out of you the same way likely you're trying to get the best out of them hopefully some people are haters and they don't want the best out of you. And that's facts. I'm just saying. Some people just be like, you know, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it'd be like that. 
And that's why you just got to be better for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sharika, what, what are we talking about today? What's what's the, what's the hot topic, main event? What's been going on okay. in the world? I, well, first, before we do that, I really wanted to hear a little bit more about Sabrina's trip. I mean, her pictures. We I know we see we did EB's trip when he went to Tanzania. We got to hear about the road trip, Sabrina, and you had a few funny stories. I don't know if you want to share them on the podcast, but of course. Sabrina, I'm not trying to invite y'all to social media, Sabrina's social media. I don't know if she wants y'all on her air business like that. <laughs> but when Sabrina is like to me, her she's like a, a, a newscaster, like she is the energy that she brings. She get she tells you a story. She is painting the pictures, and then you actually get to see the views. But she always has cute little anecdotes and stories when she travels and does fun things. Like you could ask her or try to add her, she might not accept you, and that's unfortunate for you. The page I, is public, so I okay. really never understand when strangers want to be my friend because okay. anything you want to see, you have access to on my work or professional page. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram. If it was up to me, I wouldn't have any social media, but I live far from family. My mom, like that is her thing, Facebook. So I had to have a personal one. And then work was trying to be all up in my personal one, asking me to do this. Honestly, being voluntold to do certain things with my Facebook page that really my family and stuff, they don't care when our rehearsals are or something like that. So then I made a work page. So I could really lean into that and not care about all the stuff I have to do. But you are more than welcome to send a request to either one. Sharika's right. I may not add you to my personal one just because it is personal, but it is also public. There's no secret. You're not missing out on anything except we're not Facebook friends. But I'm guessing if you just listen to the pod, we're probably not real life friends. And it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I have added some people though. Some people, Evie's family is cool. Like, I think I added your sister or your cousin and I'd be liking her. I feel like she's my real life friend. <laughs> like she's, uh, I think her name is Mary. Is that your cousin, Evie? That's my sister. Oh man, I love Mary. Listen, I feel like we need to have her on one day because the interview- On a certain time of way. How come Mary didn't ask me to be friends? I, I want to be friends, Mary. <laughs> Why not me? <laughs> Am I lying? No, I'm pretty sure she sent me a friend request. Girl, I don't know. Probably because I, you know, EB, he loves to stare the pot on social media. And sometimes every once in a while, I have to be in a certain mood. I really feel like it can be futile to go there on social media. Um, I am definitely, I will have any type of conversation face-to-face or on the phone. But anyway, I feel like I had hopped on one of EB's little what do you call like sinking sand? <laughs> like you get in, you can't get out. And I was just going he at be it. Pull, he be putting the trap up there for some people. Pull you and and so I was pulled in, and then Mary and I were probably hyping each other on and some foolishness. Who knows? And then that's when we became friendship. So I'm not necessarily. It's okay. Mary doesn't have to be my friend. You know, I'm, I will let people be who they want to be and be friends with who they want to be with. I still love you, Mary. Side note, I need to call us out for some of our trash ways because we're telling people, you know, get us at social media. I will be honest with you, kickbackers. I haven't posted a thing on our social media. (laughs) When I looked at it, it really nothing would have been up there for a couple of months. So maybe that's why y'all are silent. That being said, Sharika was very faithful for a time period. And y'all really had my girl out here talking to herself. And that's not Yes. So, I was discouraged, y'all. So I she said, was discouraged. One little like, one little thing. And I we're finding the vibe of that as well. So be patient with us. All that being said, Sharika, any story or anything I shared that 
you felt was funny. Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. It's just, I really won't remember. So I'll just share the <laughs> trip. And if you're like, yes, what did you say about this? And I'll be happy to share it. The only thing I can think that maybe was mildly entertaining to you is Doug and I have this thing. I share with you guys before that my husband's descendants are from the Caucasus Mountains. You know, it wasn't planned. It's just what had happened. So we have this thing every time we go anywhere. Oh, I don't know if I should share this, but I will already started. We count. I like to count how many other black and brown people are around me. It's just a thing. I just like to be aware. So if I'm going to his, and I've never done this, but if we go to his great uncle's house, or if we're looking at his parents' wedding pictures, I'm like, so how many? <laughs> how many of these are up in there? In Montana, you guys, literally over, we were there for five days too including myself. Everywhere, there was not a lot of me. So I was like, do I need to be nervous? Da, da, da. And his brother was like, no, don't be nervous. And we're not going to Idaho. I didn't know. No, it wasn't Idaho. I didn't know Iowa. Iowa is the one that's close to Canada. Yes, you guys, their history with racism and cake specifically against black and brown people. It is crazy. I thought these were like little sweet farm towns. I read about some guy who ended up being like, the grand wizard and he was starting like his own little uh white dreamland up there where they had bought all this land and had all these guns and the government came in and honestly had to kill some people it was crazy he was like i would never take you there and i was like that's cool and you be the lead <laughs> <I'll follow. laughs> you say we ain't going to that party because we went to yellowstone you say we're not going to that part I ain't going, he was like, yeah, I watched a whole documentary on YouTube about how Iowa is a great place to take someone out because they have so much land and so much like barren space. I'm like, why are we even talking about this? I don't want to take anybody out. I don't want to be taken out. So uh, that's one wow. thing I can think of that I probably slightly shared that was kind of, I felt very safe, but it's always good to be aware of your surroundings and just knowing what's up. I think Evie shared one time, every time he goes somewhere, he looks at the exit and thinks about the path which way we're going so i was mainly just in love with the scenery i love nature and the outdoors and all that but all the trips short-term trips my husband and i planned before the pandemic none of them were like national parks and i don't know why i would have i just didn't think i mean to go there so his brother we were supposed to see his brother last may we didn't get to because of the pandemic and this may his brother had already planned like this 10-day trip of hitting up two big national parks and camping out and all that. And so he invited us to come along and I was like, sure, you guys, it was amazing. I know we're not in the recommends part, but if you haven't hit up a national park, do it. If you haven't camped out, I mean, you can sleep in a hotel or you can sleep under the stars. Most campsites are like $20 for a tent. If you have an RV, it's a little more. It was amazing from the top down. So we started out going to Yellowstone, I saw black bears. One time there was a grizzly like 30 feet from me. Thank God mm. I was in the car. He was just in that. You can always tell when there's a huge um, animal because there's like a little mini traffic jam of people in the car taking pictures. I think I saw a total of seven bears. I saw two mama bears with their two cubs. I saw a fox, like one morning we woke up at the campsite and a fox was there because he smelled the food from the night before and he was trying to hang out. Listen, Doug and his brother Chris, they're fearless. They were running at the fox, bucking at the fox. I was like looking at what can I jump on top of? Am I jumping on top of the table? Am I jumping on top of the truck? Speaking of truck, uh, his brother like has this really nice GMC 
Sierra truck that I got to drive because we just drove around in different places, which was cool. But one day I left the bed of the truck open, the bed or the cab, whichever one's the part you don't sit in. I don't know. You guys, a huge raven came. When I tell you it picked out, you know, the white cheddar popcorn, it was still in the bag. It picked out the bag. We heard something and we thought, oh, is someone like, because this was like 11 o'clock at night. Is someone like trying to steal our stuff? went to the truck the bird had picked out its bag of chips there was an assortment flew away <laughs> and then opened the bag and start eating it i'm like these birds are so what? smart I it know. wasn't even open it was not open it was in like you know how you get the bag of chips that has like an assortment in it mm-hmm. the animals are really smart and his brother was like oh yeah i should have reminded you to like fold the thing back because listen I don't care what the other people were on, but for me, hygiene's just like really up there, like probably number one. So I don't care where we're at. I don't care what the situation is. Brushing my teeth and washing my face before bed. I'm a fine shower situation. So I was going back and forth that night to the truck because you can't like even leave toiletries out because the animals can smell that stuff and evidently it attracts them. So that's why I had left I, the fold like unfolded because I was like, oh, I'm going to go right back because I'm going to put this stuff back in there. Uh, one campsite we stayed at, it was $5 for a shower and I was like, worth it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite part was probably the bathrooms that were vaults. And his brother had a shovel in the back of the truck. I was like, what's the shovel for? And he was like, when you drop that deuce. And I was like, what? <laughs> He was like, we just dig a hole. We might be some places where you dig a hole. I was trying not to, even though I just talked about listening to your heart, listen to me. Honestly, I was trying not to show how um, not down I was for certain causes. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) like I was not trying to do that. But most places we, everywhere we went either had a vault or your normal toilet situation. So a vault is like a hole that is pre-dug in the ground. And it's like maybe a fancier porter potty, but basically my goal the whole trip was never to look down into the vault. It smelled <laughs> horrible. I had to hold my breath every time <laughs> I used the vault. And you can Google vault, or, but if you go to a national park and you're really deep in, most of those stalls will be what we call the vault, just like a little something that kind of resembles a toilet, but it's just a deep hole into the ground. So that wasn't great. But uh, we went to see Jackson, Wyoming. So shout out to Kanye. You just had a birthday. I can see mm. why you want to live there, especially if your life is really busy and stressful. You're just surrounded by the most beautiful nature and just to get away and have all that. Um, so we saw the Tetons, then we saw Yellowstone and then we went to Glacier National Park, and then we just did some other things because we're already out there. So we did Devil's Tower, despite the name, that was my favorite place because the view of the stars when you're camping out there, when I say camping out, you guys, it's a tent and an air mattress. That's that's it. But the mm. view and the stars, and it was just, it was so spacious and all the little prairie dogs just popping up looking so cute. It was so great. And like deer would just run by our tent in the morning. It was just very, very cool. And we saw Mount Rushmore. So the other thing that maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's funny, maybe it's funny and sad, but to see Mount Rushmore, it's like, I don't know, maybe $20 a car or something like that. So we Googled and we weren't far from another really cool like slab of rock that they are designing called Crazy Horse. It's a Native American tribute, I guess, you know, what are we, what do we call them out Rushmore? Is that a tribute? It's a whatever it is. Oh, why not? Yeah. So uh, so we went to go see Crazy Horse and it was like $15 per person in your car. 
And we were like, oh, we saw it from the road. We'll just, we'll just turn around. And then Doug's brother was like, but are we wrong because we gave money to the white man? <laughs> America's. And I was like, honestly, yes, because I Googled Crazy Horse after the fact. And honestly, we were just very tired too. And it had started to rain. So there are a lot of other things, but Crazy Horse is really cool. And if I ever hit the lottery, I'm going to give them a lot of money because they refuse to take money from the government. They wanted this to be something that was really done by the people. And when you think about the sad history of our relationship with Native Americans, I can understand why. Plus, if you're taking money from the government, then the government can tell you what to do with Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And they didn't want to do that. And Crazy Horse was this awesome Native American hero who defeated uh, the colonizers who were trying to come and be like, you're going to live our way. And he was like, we didn't ask you to come here. We didn't ask you for anything, like leave us alone. And he won a really huge, big deal battle that maybe if we ever do a uh, block in the day next February, then I'll add some Native American history in there too, because that is a pretty cool story. So they're not done with it. And they don't think they'll be done with that monument. Ah, there it is. They don't think they'll be done mm. with that in our lifetime, just because they're like, listen, if we get $5, we'll do $5 of work today. But what we're not going to do is finish it quickly. So, and so that the American government can be like, yeah, this is our thing. No, this is our thing, which I think is pretty cool. And once we found out that girl, we were already 20 minutes down the road. And I was like, we need to go back and give our donation. And we did it. (laughs) So if you ever get the chance to go and pay for everybody in your car and see Crazy Horse. Doug's brother is very cool. Shout out to Chris for inviting us and letting us come along. I think it really worked because he was so organized. When I tell you I learned so much about camping, I know how to put up, well, at least I know how to put up his tent so quickly. I know how to reserve campsites. You go to recreation.gov. I know how to get the campfire going. I didn't even know this, but they're like these little propane, like maybe the size of two laptops. And you can have a whole little gas fire cooking situation. I thought we were going to be cooking over the fire like he's, like we do at camp with s'mores. But no, he was like, girl, anything you could cook at home, we could have cooked there. We were having mac and cheese, spaghettis. Yes, we did do hot dogs. We never did s'mores. But I was like, this is life for me. I can honestly see how like people do this with their families, which is really, really cool. I saw so many great lakes and all of that. I think going into it, my biggest fear was I'm about to be with my husband and his brother for 10 days. I don't really know the dynamics there. I don't know his brother that well. What if they get on each other's nerves? Where if they get on my nerves? What's going to go down? We're in the wilderness. And I was vocal about that with my husband. I was like, I really don't know if I should go because I don't really know the vibe. Like, what's it going to be like? And it was so smooth. It was so excellent. I don't know if we were all just on our best behavior because we knew the situation. Like if we weren't, I mean, we're still going to be stuck together. (laughs) I just think his brother is a really, really cool guy. And I'll say one more thing because I know I've taken up a lot of time. His brother is not a Christian and I am like super Christian. And even when I met Doug, I was like, yeah, like I'm a church girl. So I don't know what you want to do with that. If you want to hang out with me at church, you can. You don't have to. You don't even have to have this life. But if you're going to hang out with me, you need to understand nobody forces me as not my parents. Like I genuinely enjoy the Christian community. Uh, Not the crazy Trump side of it, but (laughs) 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 no, 
I shouldn't say that. There are people I love dearly who are gung-ho for that. I, I should probably edit that out. Uh, but all that being said, I am very much more so about discipling people who are already believers and less about trying to convince people about who God is. We all have our different roles in the body of Christ, and I'm very much concentrated on believers and specifically young believers and helping them to strengthen strengthen their faith. So Chris knows who I am. I know he, he is, and we've just never talked about it. One night at the fire, y'all, we got into that conversation for like a good two hours. I was ready. It was great. And he was like, I brought a book for you. And I was like, no, no, no. If you have a book for me, I'm going to have a book for you. And his book was by this famous atheist. And Believe it or not, he never gave me the book. And so many times I was like, hey, we're, we're getting on the road. Where's that book? And he was like, oh, no, I want you to be able to see the sites. But when I tell you, he texted my husband a picture the other day of the two books I sent him, which were Mere Christianity and Wild at Heart. And he was like, thank you. And I even said to him, you're really searching. You want to believe so bad. And he was like, no, you can't just say that. No, I don't. And I was like, why are we, why do you remember bring this up? You want to believe. He was like, if God's so real, how come he won't like, just make it easy. How come he won't like just prove it and thought it was interesting and cool. One, I love when I can have a different opinion of someone and have a respectful conversation. And that's what it was. And some parts did get a little heated, but in a very respectful way, as it would when you have two people who are passionate about something. And two, this is for any of the listeners out there who you might be on the fence. You might not really be a believer. Hit me up anytime. Hit EB up or Sharika up anytime. We'll have a conversation. We'll send you books. One thing I believe with all my heart is if you truly seek, you will find. Mm. And that's going to be my sign off on that. And the same thing about nature. If you go out in nature and you seek, you'll find a lot of treasures. So that was my trip. Sorry, I know it's a really long. No, that was that. so good. That was so good. And I love the personal message as well. Listen, can we start a virtual prayer list and put Chris on there? And we're going to add others to it. But I need a virtual prayer list going on here okay. because I'm believing in faith that Chris will one day become moved by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it was great overall. And then two more quick things that... I just failed to mention like 30 seconds ago, one, that conversation around the campfire, which I was like very just grateful for, because I want to understand and know him more. And he felt the same way about me. It was sparked because weed is called legal in Colorado, guys. And my brother-in-law, he takes advantage of that. But he knows the life I live. He knows I don't smoke pot and he knows I do not drink. But yet he offers it to me usually whenever I see him. So I was simply just like, listen, you know, I'm not about that life. And I know you're not about the Christian life. How would you feel if every time you offered me those things, I offered you Jesus? And he was like, oh, true. I get it. So then we just went into uh, the deeper conversations, which was great. That being said, I appreciate my brother-in-law so much because another juicy thing happened when we were on the road. So I told you we were road tripping, like some places it would take us six hours to go to or whatever else. We were just all up and down the northwest side of our country. Doug was driving and I was taking a nap in the back and his brother's truck is like 30 days old. His brother is a, a finance manager at a car dealership. So he just has all the bells and whistles on this new truck. I was shocked he let us drive it, but he did. So Doug's driving and I feel, you know how you can be sleeping in the car, but you can feel that some you're getting pulled over. So I was like, oh, are we there? Like I'm waking up from my little fog. 
And I hear Doug say, oh, he'll be back. He's turning around. And I was like, who'll be back? (laughs) What's going on? And then he's like, the cops. And I'm like, oh, man, part of me, I'm not going to lie. And I'm trash for this. Part of me felt gleeful because when it was my time to drive a few days earlier, Doug and his brother were riding on me because I was like, listen, I like to drive the speed limit. I don't care what y'all say. I just feel my own thing. And they're like, oh, you're a grandma driver. And I was like, that's fine. And that's fair. But that's what three speeding tickets will do to you. You know, I had a little Mustang Sally in my younger days and I got enough speeding tickets. (laughs) And I have never been a person who's been able to get out of a ticket. Even one day I was driving a company vehicle and, you know, in small towns, it changes so quickly. That cop didn't care. I was like, please, sir, please. They might take this company vehicle. And he was like, and here's the ticket. That's on you. (laughs) So I have just learned my lesson. I do not speed. So I was thinking, yes, now my husband will learn his lesson. I saw the little blue lights coming and we're in the middle of nowhere. I think we're in Montana at this point. The blue lights come, young white police officer comes to the thing. And he's like, sir, I had you going to 86 and a 70. And I was like, dang, Doug, that fun money is about to look real, real small because that's not coming out of our United budget. That's coming out of his fun money. But I was also sitting there like trying not to laugh. I get nervous laughter in like tense situations. I just laugh at inappropriate times. So I'm just in the back trying not to laugh. I see the cop look at me. He's looking at Doug's brother and he's like, okay, who's, whose truck is this? Where are you from? Where are you going? okay, I'll be back. And I'm like, ooh, he's going to write that ticket. I say nothing, even when the cop goes to his car. And this is unfair to cops, but I still get a sense of anxiety when I see cops, even if I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just like, I don't want to die. Maybe that's an irrational fear. I just don't want to die. I don't want to get shot. I'm just going to see no evil, hear no evil, speak, just be still. But you're a statue, girl. You're a statue. So the cop comes back and he's like, listen, Sir, first of all, you need to smile more. If you look down, you probably won't get out of the ticket. And I'm like, what? wait a minute, what is, what is happening? And he's like, listen, you hit an animal going at that speed. It could, it could be really bad news for you. Plus you have a child in the back. Whoa, who is this child? I look to the left and I look to the right. I'm the only person in the back seat. Now I know I had the sleepy face. You know, when you first wake up, you have that little morning dew or whatever. But I know I didn't look that young. I'm also short. Were my feet dangling from the seat? Yes, they were. But I was clearly not in a booster seat. I was just like, I'm a whole 33-year-old sitting back here. He's like, plus you have a child. Also, I'm clearly a woman of color. And there's these two white men. Whose child am I? Like, what? I was wondering. A whole wedding ring. But that being said, I didn't move my hands or anything. Because like I said, I do try to be like a statue. I just don't want to bring any unwanted attention when it comes to uh, police. So that was hilarious to me. But I couldn't even laugh until we pulled away. And I was upset because he did not get a ticket. It was just like, listen, sir, I'm just going to cite you, but you be safe out here with the child in the back and you don't want to hit any wild animals. And your brother is so kind. He's letting you drive this brand new truck. And they're like, and then Doug and his brother, they're kicking with the cop. I'm like, wow, is this what it is to be a white man in America? Mm, must be nice because we just drove off and his brother was so calm. I can imagine if that had been me and his brother's seat and got pulled over, I would have been giving my sibling the energy. Like, really, really, this is what you did? We, I hope we don't get shot because you decide to speed. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the move. But his brother was so 
chill. They really didn't bring it up ever again. I was the one in the back just shocked and just thankful to God that it didn't go down like in a sour way. And also offended because a child, sir, really? (laughs) Oh, and then I was trashed because I immediately text Evie and Sharika as soon as we start pulling off. And I'm like, this is what just happened. And Doug is like, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, my mom. (laughs) And and I was like, my mom asked if you did that little laugh. And it wasn't my mom. It was Evie. And it was just Doug and I again, like, and his brother wasn't around. I was like, Doug, I'm trash. I lied because I didn't want your brother to judge me for talking to two friends. (laughs) That's why I just said my mom. But this is a place I need to improve. You can't be telling little white lies. The lies a lie, guys. Come on. But I repented and I literally, I told on myself and I moved on. And I said, it wasn't my mom who asked if you did the little laugh. It was Evie. And I told him, yes, indeed, you did. <laughs> that was that. Shout out to vacation. It was amazing. Shout out to my brother-in-law for all the camping and the things he taught me about camping and being the reason I saw those national parks at this age. Because I think I would have gotten around to it, but probably not as soon as I did. So that was my vacation, Sharika. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we love to hear the travels, the trips, the vacation. You know, we want the people to be a part and we want to be a part of the journeys, especially uh, that you and EB take. I mean, I'd be doing my little things, nothing too exciting, but maybe one day, you never know. <laughs> Girl, you be in St. Thomas. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I do sometimes. I do. It's the child in the back for me in that story every time it's the child <laughs> I will never know who the child in the back was maybe it was a guardian <laughs> angel maybe because you know sometimes in the bible things show up and the human eye can't see it and it's just like no this is our salvation I need to stop being sacrilegious there was no listen the angel could have been blocking you sit right on your lap a child in the back <laughs> and all he saw was a glowing white light yeah. it could have been it could have been. Oh my gosh. I love it. We don't want to keep it all day. I'm just going to talk about two little hot topic things real quick. And then we're going to move on. I shared with you guys about the Naomi Osaka thing, but in regarding the mental health and, and being able to stand up and say, you know what? I just ain't going to do this. I wanted to hear, did you guys have any thoughts on that situation? I'm glad that you asked because I was curious about the details. For me, the story came out in pieces. The first part of the story was just, I saw that she had opted out of doing press and they mm-hmm. had fined her. And she was like, that's fine because I got bags over bad guys. <laughs> no, that's bombs over bad guys. But I okay. got the change, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Then later on, it was the other part of the story. And then, of course, the criticisms of it. Mm-hmm. So how did the story roll out for you guys? That's pretty much how it rolled out for me. I heard that she was like, you know, I, I'm not, you know, doing the press. They were like, we're going to find you. That's all right. I was prepared with the fine. Here's the money. And they were like, you know, no, no, no. It was more controversy, like, you know, trying to pressure her into doing it. And that's when she was like, you know, for my mental health, this is not healthy for me. So if it's, this is going to be the requirement, then I just won't be playing. And then obviously more criticism and then people's comments about it. Yeah, mine was somewhat the same way. But since I follow her on Twitter, um, I guess you can say you see a lot of more of her engagement and not just mm-hmm. what the press shares or like you watch her own words. Um, and that's one of the ways I would prefer um, to move with people. And now, granted, I don't know if she has a social media team or somebody who's tweaking for her, possibly, uh, with 
You can only imagine the busyness of her schedule, but then you also see when she goes like moments of going live where there's a video that mm. she recorded to share to her fans where you know that's actually her. So it was definitely somewhat of the same type of rollout. But as far as, I guess, my feelings or sentiments, I'm, I'm always for people doing what's best for them. Um, mm-hmm. And the only time I probably would, I guess, go against that or say maybe that's not, the way I would go is if that contradicts or compromise their walk with God. Um, and I don't think this is nowhere near that situation. This is someone who is trying to protect their mental health or their personal selves. Um, I do understand, I guess, I think the French Open is who runs that organization. Runs mm-hmm. the um, but I do understand their rationale behind finding their players because that's part of their contract. Like part of your contract as an athlete is to speak to the fans or speak to the press. So you can only imagine, you know, how they feel. Cause some people say, well, why do you have to speak to the fans anyway? And they're like, well, that's their contract. That's part of their job. Um, Cause if it was athlete's choice or if it wasn't in their contract, then they would never speak to them. And this is not the first time that this has happened. Like you have countless athletes who have done this in the past, NBA players, NFL players mm-hmm. after a game where they don't speak to the press. You have Kyrie Irving who plays for the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA who had a similar situation as he was going through, if I'm not mistaken, and for my Muslim brothers and sisters, I apologize if I'm saying this wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, as he was going through Ramadan, he said that because of being generally fatigued and not eating at certain times or fasting, so to speak, or for fasting at certain times, he doesn't have the energy to stand in front of a group of people or cameras. And in this case, I think it was just Zoom rooms because of COVID regulations that the NBA has imposed. But he was just like, no, like after the game, my focus is to go get something um, in my stomach as it is now sundown and it's not to entertain the people. It's still the same stuff. Things are going bad in this world and I want to bring highlight to that don't talk to me about my performance like you just watch the game just write about my stats and that's enough and the same thing for Naomi because it's not something new um if this was like out of no and well even if it was out of nowhere she has the right to do what she wants but she's been a proponent of mental health she's been a proponent of sharing her story she's been a proponent of giving people I guess you could say a peek behind the curtain of the challenges that she has to deal with day in and day out and I can only imagine I know what sport can be like physically but I I haven't been to that place at that level where I'm drained emotionally and mentally day in and day out, pleasing the masses. So the fact that she had a sense of self-awareness, that this is the best course of action for myself and for my team, I praise her as a person, as an individual, as a person of color, as a woman, as an athlete, that you have to do what's best for you. And she even did what you know people like us usually would do. We're going to make sure we throw our shade at the end when we throw our ball back. We're like, I'm going to pay that fine. And I hope that the money that I'm giving you goes to supporting individuals who are battling with mental health, because I'm trying to give you a big, bigger or broader issue at hand. I don't know her having that, again, that mindset or that self-awareness. I'm definitely in support of her taking care of herself. Yeah. I'm going to echo Evie's sentiment when it comes to that. I mean, two things that my mom has said to me over the years is you train people how to treat you. And Um, you really have to take care of yourself. You can't expect the world to do it. And Mm. she she knew what she needed in that moment for her mental health. And she took advantage of that. And the cards may fall where they may, that I'm proud of her for doing that, for putting herself first, knowing what she needs to do. I definitely agree. And I feel like it's sad when people want their, the things they want, they want to put that over someone's, mental health they're like like you know if someone's mental health is at stake 
it could be their life at stake. And they're like, oh, but we want this interview or whatever it is. It's like, come on. And we've known that she's been through so much being booed on the court and this and that. It's like, okay. And I get they want to do their jobs, but not at the stake of someone's mental health. Like, all right, you can keep your French open. We won't, we just won't be there. Like, it's not that serious to us. And I appreciate um, her being strong enough to know, like, it's not worth it to her. And I think that is an important lesson to know, like, what's worth it to you? What are you, what are you willing to uh, sacrifice for? And what things you're like having those proper boundaries in your life. And that's something I'm definitely personally working on. You know, it's just having boundaries that you're like, you know what, to protect, protect my mental health or whatever, my physical health or whatever it is, have those proper boundaries. So I am proud that she was able to do that for herself. The last little thing I wanted to talk about, EB, did you watch the Mayweather-Logan-Paul fight? Of course I did. You know, I knew you would, EB. We was what definitely was watching your... the fight. Um, we was kicking it. I actually was at um, an address that is well known to you as you spent 22 months of your life there. Mm. Um, but I was chilling with some people. Um, I would say dear friends of mine last Sunday. We watched the fight. My thoughts were exactly what I expected to happen. I did not expect um, Floyd Mayweather to get knocked out. I didn't expect him to knock out um, Paul. Um, I, I knew he was going to do this for pure entertainment. The fact that you talk about in 24 minutes of actual boxing, I mean, um, eight three-minute rounds in the one-minute intermission. So if you do the math, that's 32 minutes. 32 minutes, he likely will walk away with anywhere between 150 to $200 million um, in just those 32 minutes. And him being a businessman is very, very interesting to me only because he knows what he does and he does it well. Like um, if you watch the, even before they knew what final numbers would be, um, he would receive 50% of all pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view uh, buys and mm. Paul would receive 10% of pay-per-view buys he is guaranteed 50 um or 10 million i think it was 10 million dollars guaranteed and logan paul would receive guaranteed two hundred and fifty thousand. um and then they split the pay-per-view um buys and then if you watch his if you watch the fight you saw that he had pants and it, mm-hmm. he had patches on them and he said who do you know can get 30 a 30 million dollar patch put on them i know so you watch those type of things so um, all three of us, we go to work, we go to, we work for the same place. Just imagine if somebody told you, Hey, instead of that, that, that red shield that's on your shirt today, I'm going to pay you $5 million to wear this. You think I'm not going to wear that, whatever it is. Now, granted, now if it's something different that I don't align with, I would not probably wear it, but he had like some Bitcoin stuff. He had some, um, gambling stuff, some, you know, just different things that people mm-hmm. would visibly know. And I'm like, this man got paid thirty million just to put that patch on his shorts. I don't know about y'all, but me watching that Arithium, the baby brother of Bitcoin, there's no way that that's going to pursue EB to go buy Bitcoin. So, like, who is these ads compelling to in my mind? Now, granted, I'm, it got to be somebody because the people who got the money they pay for it. But for me, it's like that's not going to change my mind. Um, so, I, I I enjoyed the entertainment. Because that's what it was. It was pure entertainment for me. I am not into boxing like that. But it was funny to me. Like me and my husband were just chilling. And this was early in the afternoon on Sunday. And they had like a whole 
show situation, people coming out there rapping, people coming out there doing dances. It was like, oh, they're going to milk this whole situation. They're going to have every minute covered leading up to this fight. And I was assuming, which, you know, as I think about it, as smart as Mayweather is like, I was thinking, man, he's really going to hurt this man. But obviously, it's better if you don't. If you, I mean, he's going to give him a few shots, but it's better if you ain't going to knock this man out. And from what I've heard is like, that's not even Mayweather's move in the first place. He's more a defensive fighter. So he's not the really, I'm going to knock you out. I'm just going to be dodging your hits and then give you some good jazz and basically tie you out and basically win that type of way. But I was amazed and shocked and be like, get, get your money, man. Get your money. That's why they call him Money Mayweather because he was all about that money and that's what it was for him. He didn't need to knock him out because his bank account is a knockout in and of itself. That's the part. Amen. I did not know they thought, I'm surprised that they thought because Logan Paul is just not, in my mind, I don't know a lot about boxing, but doesn't seem to be anywhere near the caliber. Of oh, he's not even a real boxer. Oh, okay. So. He's a social media guy. Right. So, uh, yeah, cool. Make your money. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just jealous. I wish I could find out something I could do to make a quick million. Honestly, I would get knocked out for a, a couple of million. And I have no shame. <laughs> and <shame>. that part. <laughs> I'll take a punch. Listen, all the whooping that you have down here, I think I can take one good punch. I'll be One honest. good punch. From what I heard, I your adrenaline's running so much, it doesn't even hurt that bad. I mean, Evie, you've been in a real fight before. Is that true? Not to put your business out there. I think we've talked about it already. Almost. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, like, uh, adrenaline, for the most part, is definitely running. And at that level, it's you're running on, most times, straight adrenaline. And similar to what we just talked about, as far as for Naomi Osaka having, like, that sense of self-awareness um, to protect her mental health. It's the same thing for any of us when you're in certain situations. It's, it, it becomes a mind thing. Like, am I going to let every body shot or every head shot affect me? Or am I just going to focus on what I what do I have to do to respond in that moment of, um, I guess you could say, conflict or in that moment of challenge? So you usually won't feel anything. Even for athletes, they, they probably won't feel it as far as for fighting. They won't feel anything until it's typically the next day. Kind of like when you go work out. When you're working out, some people, you know, you feel it in that moment of working out, depending on how often you work out. But then that next morning, that body be sore. You don't be wanting to get out of bed. You're like, what just happened? Like, where, why can't I get a massage therapist to come to me right now where I'm at? Like, I don't want to go to Massage Envy or any of these other places. Like, I need them to come to me, and I don't plan on leaving. But, yeah, you definitely have a journal. And then you got the support of your corner or your coaches and trainers who hyper you up. And most people, I don't say everybody because I don't have a quote on it, but I know most people would enjoy having a group of people who support them in the midst of those moments or a team of cheerleaders, however you want to refer to it as. And then you got fans in the arena. So all, all of those things help amp up a person's response. More of the story. Never mind. I was going to say more of the story. Get your quick buck. But you know what, though? I mean, do it in the legal way. Oh, that's what oh, he said. Something like that. Um, Floyd said a legal way of robbing. He's the, the, bank he's or the best so. legal bank robber in the world. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. He sure did. And I was like, wow. I wish I knew something that I was just gifted at or worked hard on, like some skill that I could really capitalize on. I need to work on something. I know. I was thinking I need to go in the car car business. Uh, one of my brother-in-law's, well, I guess coworkers or friends, whatever. Long story short, during COVID, he lost his job. The unemployment he's collecting, six grand a month. What? 
has been doing that for over six months. No one taught me this. In high school, they said, go to college. And then they said, go to grad school. And they said, secure a job as fast as possible. They could have told me to run into the car dealership. I could sell a car. <laughs> that would have been fine by me. I can dance and do theater and I can be a minister of the gospel no matter what I'm doing. Listen, I might run it down to the car dealership next month. Don't judge me if y'all see me down there. <laughs> and that's why for me, like I just laugh at folks who, who get upset. And I'm in, upset in the way of, they listen to their political pundits or their people, their favorite people on TV who say the people don't want to work. There's jobs available, this, that, and the third. And it's like, if you're like, I like what I do right now. I I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to give me more money than what I was making when I was working five, six days a week, you know, the stuff that I do now, I can still volunteer to do. Like in this case, if you're going to send me five, 6,000 a month to do nothing, I go volunteer at camp for the summer. Like, you don't even have to pay me. I'm just there. Like, I'm volunteering. We've actually, and like, I throw it on a pie because I'm not going to say their names, but we have some of our young adults who said, EB, I will work at camp, but that, that 300 counselor pay is less than my unemployment, bro. I can't, I can't do it. Two of them told me, can we come and work for free? And, you know, how do we work this out? I'm like, uh, it's not really, I don't know about working for free. Like, you have to still fill out paperwork and volunteer, but this year we're not really doing volunteers. But you can go talk to some other people because I can't make that decision. So I just, you know, pass them on to the camp directors and say, you can have that conversation with them, but we, I can't I can't promise you that, especially because I know why, what you try to do. Like, I'm, not, I'm not playing this game with you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not playing this game with you. Not you, you, over there, you, you at home making more money than I am going into work. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so. the government's not going to be knocking on our door. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, this not. person's working. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was telling Sabrina, I can't even imagine going to work and making six grand a month. I would love to. I, if there's a job out there, somebody let me know. But I can't even imagine going to, if I could even work and get six grand a month, I would be happy. I definitely, and I know I've been one of those people like, where are the workers when I'm trying to go through that fast food drive through line? And they're like, sorry for the inconvenience. We don't have enough workers. And every place I look saying, we're hiring, we're hiring. I've been like, where are the workers? But if you out there making six grand a month staying at home, I am not even mad at y'all. Y'all go ahead and stay at home as long as they gonna let y'all. Because that's just foolish to me to go back to McDonald's or wherever after you didn't been making six grand a month. Yeah, I don't think the McDonald's unemployment is... (laughs) I'm sure it's not, but I'm just saying I'm not going out to get the job at McDonald's after I've been at home making the six grand a month or whatever. I'm not going out there to get the little piddly job. I will say the McDonald's one is okay. around eight fifty. I will say it's around eight fifty to nine hundred a week though. So if you do the math, what? it's around thirty six hundred or so. Um, you are lying. I'm, no, what are we like, doing wrong gotta... here? What am I doing wrong? Here? Where are the burgers at? I can flip them. Come on. Now. <laughs> I can get a side hustle at the McDonald's. Definitely. That's hilarious. I think leaning towards mindful matters. A word for Sharika and I. I don't think this applies to you, Evie, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Sharika, I think part of the challenge is what we said. We can't imagine making six grand a month. Girl, if we can't imagine it, how are we going to get there? How are we going to reach for the stars? No, we're not even reaching for the stars. We're reaching for the top of the refrigerator. And that's the problem. We got to see the stars. We got to open our eyes. Yeah, we're short. <laughs> we are short. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> that being said, I just want to remind everyone, including myself and Sharika and EB, that your body hears everything your mind has to say, okay? Your body hears everything your mind says. Every minute of every day, your body is physically reacting, literally like changing in response to the thoughts that run through your mind. It's been shown over and over again through scientific research that just thinking about something can cause your brain to release neurotransmitters. And these chemical messages allow it to communicate with parts of itself and your nervous system. Neurotransmitters control virtually all of your body's functions from hormones to digest into feeling happy, sad, or stressed. Studies have shown that thoughts alone, that thoughts alone can improve vision, fitness, and strength. The placebo effect as observed with fake operation and sham drugs, for example, works because of the power of thought. So your expectations and learn associations have been shown to change your brain's chemistry and the circuits of your brain, which results in real physiological and cognitive outcomes, such as less fatigue, lower immune system reaction, elevated hormones, and reduced anxieties. Remember, you have much more power than ever believed to influence your physical and mental Reality, Sharika, we can't imagine making six grand a month. Not working for the nonprofit we do, but you know what I'm saying. Your <laughs> mindset is recognized by your body right down to the genetic level. And the more you improve your mental habits, the more beneficial response you'll get from your body. You can't control what has happened in the past, which shape the brain that you have today, which program yourselves and cause certain genes to switch on. However, you do have the power in this moment and going forward to choose your perspective and behavior, which will change your brain cells and genes. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, the Bible mentions taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. And that's my suggestion and encouragement to y'all. We're getting into our own versions of a hot, man or hot girl summer, make it a hot summer for your thoughts. Bring in the positivity, bring in the imagining more than you think you can do. And like we already talked about, lean into who you are in Christ. Move your life for the better. Evie, what are you expounding on today? I am expounding on one of my new favorite people. Now, granted, I have a lot of favorite people. And I say favorite people because it's people who motivate me to do better and to think about how do I leave this world or leave this place better than the way I found it. Now, I've never met this individual. I never spent time with this individual. But I do know I just started following them on Twitter. And I plan to holler at them whenever I can if, I guess, life um, allows it. But her name is Verda, V-E-R-D-A. Tita, T-E-T-T-E-H. I don't even know how to pronounce her name, right? But that's what I'm going with. This black female or this black young lady who just, I don't know why I just said black like that. Black. I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't mean to say it like that. But this young female who happens to be of African descent from the country of Ghana, who came here at a young age, did something that I just wish more people would do when they receive more blessings than they can know what to do with. As a high school senior, she is getting ready to head to not, which is nothing wrong with going to a community college, but it's not like she's just going to some regular degular school to further her education. She is going to Harvard and she was awarded a $40,000 
college scholarship, which was called the General Excellence Award. But you know what she did? She, she went up to that stage, accepted it during her high school graduation ceremony. And then she was just like, this is, might be a little bit too much for me. Went back on stage and because of who she is, they was like, oh yeah, go ahead. If you got something to say, share it with the people. She wants to give this to someone else going to a community college or to a group of other students. Her exact words were, I am so very grateful for this, but I also know that I am not the one who needs this the most. So it's not that she, in a sense, don't need it, but she just said, I don't need it the most. Her announcement was greeted by a standing ovation. Tita, who also delivered a speech at the graduation, said she was inspired by her Christian faith and the example of her mother who earned a bachelor's degree from a community college as an adult. She also said she was moved by the words of her school's assistant principal who spoke about being selfless at the graduation ceremony. Like, as I mentioned earlier, Tita immigrated from Ghana to the United States as a child, and she says she felt confident that she would be able to pay for the cost of tuition through other scholarships from the high school and Harvard's, which I did not know this part, Harvard's policy to cover 100% of demonstrated financial need for students. Fitchburg High School principal Jeremy Roche will meet with the senior to discuss reallocating the award to another student or a group of students, right? Not only is it her Christian faith, not only is her watching her mother receive a degree as an adult, but she thought about her assistant principal who talked about being selfless at graduate at that same graduation. So it's like, I'm not going to wait till next year to make something happen. I'm not going to wait till next month. But I just heard these words from my school's assistant principal. And how do I live that out right now. Um, and I didn't know Sabrina was going to dive into having conversations with her brother-in-law about Christian faith. And you see, she was motivated by her Christian faith. So I know sometimes as believers, people who follow Jesus, they get a bad rep. But then there are stories like this to let all of us know that even Christians, we're not, mono, I guess, monolithic people, or um, I think that's the right word. And that's the same way with every race, with genders, with sexual orientations or preferences. Like just because you have one experience with a subset or a group of people, it doesn't mean everybody within that set is the same way. So I am applauding, which I'm assuming, because it didn't say her age in the article, I'm assuming to be this 17, 18 or 19 year old young lady as she's getting ready to go to college. And I just know that great things are going to happen to her because usually great things happen to good people. And if she got her head on straight where she got motivated by her mother and she she got God as her faith or her foundation, I just love stuff like that. And I also love articles like this who just highlight just the good, right? Because I did a little bit of research um, and I'm not going to throw it, throw it all the way out there, but sometimes you see these articles and then they be like, oh, it was a single mother and da -da -da -da, like the sobbing story. So, like, so I appreciate the authors of this who didn't go through the sobbing story and they just talked about just a little bit about her upbringing and not too much crazy things that may have happened. I applaud her. I applaud the people who are likely going to get those funds to use at their community college and just thinking what that will be for them. And towards the end, when I said the principal will meet with her to figure out how they re reallocate these funds. And I think that's probably one of the biggest parts of this because what usually happens, somebody makes the decision and you don't even know what's going on, but now they get to meet with her and let her have a voice and an input. And that's all some people be asking for, just a voice at the table. So that's what I got takes found on today. So if you got something, bless up. If, if you got something, you don't know what to do with it. Bless others with it. Um, other people are 
likely in need. And some people, because of cultural upbringing or because of pride or because of this way that life is, it's difficult for them to ask you or others in those type of situations. So what y'all recommend it for the people? Sabrina, Sharika, what y'all got? I got a book that I want to recommend. It is called Bamboozled by Jesus. How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dream. And that made me think about what Sabrina was saying. And I wanted to read a little bit about the book, but it says, this book is a powerful picture of what it means to say yes to the life you never could imagine. And this book is by Yvonne Orji. She's an actress, a comedian, but this book is a frank and fresh advice book. It takes listeners on a journey through 25 life lessons gleaned from her own experience and her favorite source of inspiration, the Bible. But this isn't your mama's Bible study. Ivani fuses wit and heart and sharing pointers like why the way up is sometimes down and how fear is synonymous with food poisoning. Her joyful, confident approach to God will inspire everyone to catapult themselves out of the mundane and into the magnificent. And I haven't read this book yet, but just that little bit, how to catapult yourself out of the mundane into the magnificent and using lessons from the Bible. I'm about this book. I am so excited to get into this book and I wanted to recommend it to you guys. It is Bamboozled by Jesus. Check it out. I'm excited. I need some summer reads. Speaking of summer reads, I'm going to suggest a show. It's called Shit's Creek. If you and that is not spelled like S H I T, okay? <laughs> that is the name of a town and show. If you just want to laugh, if you want something lighthearted and fun, this is a summer show for you. Check it out. Evie, what you got? I have While Justice Sleeps by Stacey Abrams. So if you're looking for a um, book, you might know Stacey Abrams by being one who works hard against voter suppression and voting rights in her home state of. Um, Georgia, and she just writes about a young lawyer who's, in a sense, trying to find herself um, through guidance from a Supreme Court justice. Uh, I think it's just a good book, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, So all that to say, have tough and good conversations about um, your faith or about your beliefs and challenge others who may not always agree, but do it in a respectful way. Find time to travel, especially this summer. Get out as the world continues to open up. If you vaccinated, live your life. If you're not, wear a mask. And as always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.